Welcome to Continuous Plays, The Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective featuring Brian Thomas. Interesting. I like it. I didn't see this part. And Jay Newcastle. Well, she is a California blonde, and so some things don't change. (laughs) Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios, and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to the Art of Slaying, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective. I'm Jay. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Season 6, Episode 12, Double Meat Palace, written by Jane Espenson. Desperate for cash, Buffy takes a job in a fast food restaurant where an odd manager and high turnover of employees has her more than a little suspicious. When co-workers start ending up in pieces, the mystery behind the secret ingredient comes into question. Willow works on staying clear of magic, but Amy gives her an unwanted gift that provides Willow with uncontrollable magical powers. A vengeance demon friend of Anya's visits and questions her relationship with Xander, leaving Anya doubtful about their soon-to-be-married life together. In the end, Buffy and the gang learn that a demon has been devouring the employees of the Double Meat Palace. Buffy and Willow eventually defeat the demon. The next day, Willow tells Amy to stay away from her, and Buffy resigns herself to work at the Double Meat for now. And that is the plot summary, Jay, for one of your favorite episodes, The Double Meat Palace. You, uh, you do say facetiously, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. You know, it's it's not one of my favorites, no, but it's not nearly as, as horrid as I, I guess I had remembered. So I think that's sort of been my review of everything this season. It's not as bad as I thought it was. Um, but still, <laughs> eh, you know, it's it's a it's an episode that accomplishes a few things i guess but it's mostly it's one of those filler episodes you know and they those yeah, we've talked about this you know six seasons of this thing sometimes those really work and sometimes they just go off the rails and this one's kind of halfway in into both territories as far as i'm concerned i think there's some particularly cool stuff that happens here the anya vengeance demon visit and and all of that i really do like um and we, you know, that's setting up something very big uh, soon, and something I'm really interested in: uh, her impending marriage to Xander. And I, you know, it gets our two leads here to kind of get over the hump and, and get moving forward a little bit. I mean, they've been both been stuck in it for a while, and so I guess on those levels, it works. Well, I mean, and there's a couple of things that are key in this, and that's you know Buffy needs to find a way to pay for things, so now yeah. she's got a she's got a job, uh, you know, and this is really I think if I'm not mistaken the first job she's ever had as agree yeah at all, so it's giving getting her into that world of things and how strange those type of things are, and you know quite frankly how strange fast food restaurants are because they are they are strange. And uh, dealing with that part of things. And then, of course, the big thing with Willow and her trying to stay away from magic and what happens to her when she gets a dose and then what her decision is going to be. I mean, because a lot of times when something like that happens to an addict, they just fall off the wagon and she is faced with a decision and she makes a decision. So those are some big key things. And then, of course, we got uh, Anya's favorite vengeance demon friend from her past coming and uh, almost, you know, doing some nasty things to Xander before <laughs> Anya steps in. So I right. thought that was a little funny, but yeah. Question, and, and I just need you to jog my memory on this. Have we met Hallie before? Have we ever met Halfrick? Or is this her first appearance on the show? I really want to say that we have, but I can't give you a specific on when. But I, I, yeah. I feel like we've seen her before, 
She had an appearance in season five, but as a different character. So I think that's <laughs> what we're doing is we've seen the actress, but we didn't know it wasn't the same character. So we have seen uh, Callie Roca uh, playing a different uh person who I think he just turned into a vampire in season five, but she it has not been Halfrick. So I, I I'll do a little research there and answer my own question, but I knew I recognized her. I was like, I know this just isn't the first time we see her. Um, and it's because we have seen her face, but in the tradition of Andy Griffith, we saw her play somebody else last season. So that happens. Yeah, that, that's that, fine. That's interesting. Cause I, I, I did think that we saw her before this too. I, I, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess seeing this, you just think that they've appeared in the past, especially with the episodes that have dealt with Anya's past and yeah. before. You, you would have thought that we would have seen her before. But yeah. maybe this is the first time as, as Hallie that she comes in. But, uh, yeah, we do get introduced to that character and everything else. So the, it's it's interesting. Yeah, indeed. And, I, I, you know, the big theme here, the the idea of the first jobs, you know, jobs you hate but that you, you do just to pay the bills, right? I mean, everybody had these, right? Especially at this time frame of life, your early 20s. You know, particularly when you're in college or, or stuff like that. I mean, you may work a you know, job that you're not necessarily enamored with, but you do it because yeah, you got to have something. And I mean, that's been a theme for Buffy all season, right? Is, you know, how we're going to pay for all of this. And she gets a little bit of help from Giles, but he's out of the picture now. I mean, there, there hasn't been a discussion of him for a while. So he's out. You know, mom's insurance money is done. I guess the, you know, uh, whoever has foreclosed on what's left of the the gallery i don't know and dad apparently is in europe with some you know ho and so we don't know you know where's the next paycheck's coming from and i think that's the the deal is buffy is starting to take responsibility for life and that's one of the things she comes to you know realize here we saw it at the end of last episode too you know with the all the ridiculousness of the invisibility ray and all that stuff is you know she came to the realization of like okay i'm gonna be here i need to do something with this life and uh I think that's where she is. And so on that level, I don't falter. I think it's interesting to watch Buffy try to find her way. And, you know, it, that's always been the, the struggle here, right? Is how can she maintain a normal life, but yet still be the slayer? Well, one of those things is to hold down a regular job. Right. And, and you know, and she goes into the interview saying, you know, I just need somewhere where the interview process isn't long, right? <laughs> so she already knows, right. you know, this is my only hope right now is to get this job at a fast food place that I probably am going to hate, but it'll bring money in right away instead of waiting and trying and really don't have any skills anyway that I can tell you about. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. What, what could, I mean, she tried the, the whole construction gig, but demons followed her there. I guess yeah. she figures they won't go after her in the fast food place, or maybe she's just desperate. That's the, the kick. Right. Cause actually I kind of bought right. the idea of Buffy working on a construction site that, that would make use of her skill set. She's abnormally <laughs> strong, but you know, when you're tearing down the building, half the time to stake somebody that that tends to go against the contractor's wishes right double the work right no and you mentioned something very interesting there too jay i mean where the hell is hank i mean my, yeah. his ex-wife is dead his kids uh, are alone right why isn't he pitching in or around that makes no sense to me it's one of those things that i always wondered yeah. and wish they'd explain something better Dead be dead. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Could uh, yeah. be, I guess. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's. I mean, the thing about Hank's always been a real interesting character because you remember when we were introduced to him in season one, Buffy's nightmare was you know every the divorce kid nightmare, right? You know that my dad doesn't really love me, all this stuff, and that's clearly a problem, a lucky thing for Buffy. It's a problem. 
it's clearly an issue for her dad mm-hmm. issues I don't, I don't think that's i'm i'm generalizing too much to say that um and i think it's evident here i really do i mean i think that partially explains some of the thing going on with spike and stuff you know buffy's need for attention and and it, it really explains her over reliance on giles all this time and why he had to go she really is alone out there in the world. And yeah. I'm with you, though. I wish they had just dropped a line like, you know, Dad says this is uh, my chance to grow up and be a, be my own woman or whatever and all that stuff. And I should take after my mother who started her own business or something like that. Like, there should be some dropped bit in there. But, they, you know, they figure at the time, and I'll be honest, at the time, I wasn't thinking about Hank either. It's only sure. having watched all of this again that I even know he exists. And, right. you know, so, I yeah, I get it. But I'm with you. I wish they had had a line for it. Yeah. What about some of these characters at this uh, Double Meat Palace? We got, of course, the manager, Manny. Seems very le- much like an odd Manny, duck. Manny the manager. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go, Jane. Way to be creative with the names. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, the stereotypical fast food workers, you know, I actually, if you've ever seen the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High, there's a the whole sections of that where Judge Reinhold is working at his fast food places and they talk about the secret sauce and all the quirky folks he encounters and stuff. I, I really got a feel for that again watching this. And I don't know if that was on purpose or if it's just the similarity of the circumstance playing out. But I, I was like, this feels a lot like those scenes from Fast Times, which if you're going to reference something, yeah, there's worse things you could pick. So I was OK with it. It was mildly humorous. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I just like how they all feel like they seem like they're all brainwashed the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and it's kind of the misdirection of the episode is you don't sure. know if one of them is evil. Is the place evil? I mean, anything goes in Sunnydale. Well, right? And they're, they're really putting the onus on Manny, right? That this yeah. is the evil guy here. And when it ends up being the old wig lady, I think that's kind of funny, but. Yeah, yeah, it's the the classic misdirect, you know, and and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I'll be honest, watching this, I've never felt like it was. I always knew it was like some other outside influence that was using it as a cover because you know what a lame gig if you're a demon, you know. I mean, well, I, I, and and who's to say they're a demon? Like they they try to get mm-hmm. you to think that someone's murdering people and putting them in the meat, right? That's right. that's the whole purpose for you to think is that the meat is made and, of humans. Yeah, you will, and that's that's a click to you know seventies sci-fi horror. Soylent Green, Soylent Green is people. Spoiler alert, if you don't know that, folks. But I mean, that's one of those those common things. I mean, they they were directly aping that, and so I, you know, I'm fine with that. It was okay. Um, I did like the mystery. You know, honestly, where I thought they were going with this, Brian, was that Buffy was going to be able to to parlay this into being like a private detective or something, be Veronica Mars before there was Veronica Mars. You know, and I I would have bought that. That would have matched the Slayer skill set. And I don't think you have to have a you know a particular degree or anything to do that. So, but I don't know. That might have been too much to try to you know make Buffy law and order. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> I thought it was fun, though. I I don't know. This episode's really not great, but at least it's kind of fun to watch and go through and see all the different things that are going on, the little, the little miscues uh, and the, the Mr. X. Can, can I say this? This episode could be fun. It just comes off as tedious at some point. Well, like it, th- there's points in this where I'm like, okay, let's, let's get on with it, please. And, and I'm more interested, actually, in the side action. I'm more interested in, like we've talked about, Hallie and Anya, mm-hmm. and I'm way more interested in Willow Amy. That is a, a, actually a big plot piece. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think those are, are better. But I at least while watching the whole Double Meat part of it, it was – fun for me anyway i it wasn't great but it was it was fun i was engaged enough where i could 
try and figure out. I, I forgot, right? So I've seen this season twice, maybe ever. This is the third time maybe for me going through it. I forgot what the end result was. So even I was sitting there thinking, oh, I, I think that that burger has human in it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, hey, I mean, I, I forgot good. it too. I I didn't realize that either. That's a good good point. I had forgotten what the the gig was too, and I I sort of dismissed it as like, yeah, I don't think it was anything real consequential, but it's not what we think, you know. Yeah, and, and sure enough, that's exactly how it worked out. But yeah. Oh, but anyway, you wanted to talk about Amy and Willow, and I think that's a very important piece too because we've been spending the last couple episodes showing Willow and working through her recovery uh, from being an. Ad- an addict of magic and we haven't really seen amy much at all since she decided to quit magic so it was interesting to have her come through and come through uh and give willow this gift right and their gift is to throw magic at her kind of like what she was (laughs) doing at the the dealer's uh place right just throwing some magic at her and boom willow freaks out right and, and what's interesting about the whole thing is that she is trying not to, I mean, she's freaking out because she's also just got all this magic and she starts touching things and they bend and do all this weird stuff. And she's just trying to figure out a way to stop herself from doing any harm, which I thought was interesting. I th- I think it's the idea of Willow has really come around to understanding that she does a lot of harm when she's got too much power and she's scared of herself now. I mean, the last time she was on a magic trip, what happened? She stole a car, wrecked it. Dawn mm-hmm. got hurt. She, you know, she's lost her her partner. She's, you know, her friends are all over. I mean, she's really screwed up a lot of stuff, and she realizes that. So to get another taste of it again, to see it again like this, really throws it back in her face of like, can you really handle the pressure? And right. the answer to that is yes, actually, which is a surprise because I really thought this was going to be the uh, this is where we we step off again. You know, because yeah. that's a long recovery process. But no, they don't do that. And, uh, you know, I had to remind myself, too, this is the 12th episode of the season. You know, that at some point they've got to move to whatever the next thing is going to be, which at this point I assume is something with the nerds. And they're trying to resolve the Willow issue, uh, you know, not knowing uh, you know where it was going to go uh, the first time around. I was trying to put myself back in the shoes again. And that's, that's certainly how it plays here. Yeah. And uh, one wonders if they knew exactly what they were going to do because you know that's the thing to know these seasons are in production as the show is running on television they're maybe three or four weeks ahead so you know they're working it out as they go which is uh, always a neat thing on a show like this it is and and i'm I'm pretty sure they did know where they were going to go because i believe if i'm not mistaken that the jasa told tara what was going to happen to her at the beginning of the year so okay. I, I think he has everything worked out in his head of where he wants to go. They they may be writing the episodes as they you know film, but uh, they already know what the plot and the story is supposed to where it's supposed to go anyway. Well, we so. have to we have to remember too though. You know, this is Joss has handed this thing off to his his closest writer, which was Marty Noxon, who's running the show now, and yeah. the, the team of writers. He's really only been involved in that. Uh, one episode so far and uh you know that's yeah it, it's they're taking what was it's like when your boss says here you take this and you work on the project that's what they're doing i don't disagree correct with you. yes i'm just saying that it's it's being executed by different folks than correct before so that it no, does make for an interesting read yeah you're right there but joss has already given him the story that he wants to go to go down right i mean he's still right. overseeing the main plot of the whole season he's just letting them fill in the blanks so yeah, I yeah, I agree, but I think they knew where 
everything was going and now they're just working at it. And I, I like that, uh, I like that they had this whole thing with Willow because we, we do need to see that she is okay and recovering, you know, with this magic. And I think in this episode and as well as another episode coming up, it's very important, um, the steps that she takes and, and the choices that she makes in that recovery process. And so right. this was a big one to actually say to Amy, you're not allowed around here anymore. I yeah, can't and, be around you. And if I'm not mistaken, this is it for Amy, right? Like this is the last time we see her. I think she's um, gone for good after this. If I'm if I'm wrong, then I, I I'll apologize now. But I don't remember her the rest of the year or I, next year. I have some weird feeling like she's in season seven at some point, but I can't be a hundred percent on that. You may be right, Brian. Uh, we'll we'll see when we get there. But I don't remember her at least for the rest of this year. I think she's yeah done. But I like that. I like that move by Willow. You know, it's it's time to move on, and she's trying to make more positive choices with her life. So good good for her. Absolutely, and it's something that uh, we need to see from her because we need to know that she's in this for for real. And especially with the characters, they need to know that she's in this for real. And the fact that not only does she tell Amy to go away, but she ends up confessing to Buffy what happens. Right. And I think that's key as well. She lets her know, you know, there was a slip up. It wasn't her fault necessarily, but it was still a slip up. And and confessing that to someone is very key. Well, it's part of that process again, right? It's not only am I going to to try to fly straight, but I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm going to have people that I can tell things to that are going to go, okay, good for you, but you need to be careful. And you know, this is what you learned and all that stuff. Like she's got a support system in place to help her work through this problems. And I think honestly too, she needed to tell somebody she couldn't have bottled that up at right. that point. And the closest person to her now is Buffy. It's not, there's nobody else. I mean, she's not going to confide in Xander with that as close as they've been. She's closer to Buffy now than she is anybody. Really, she's closer to Tara still, but Tara's not there. So Buffy is the next best thing. Best, you know, female friend, long friend, you know, all that stuff. So, um, I, and I kind of noticed this too. And I, I wanted to bring it up. Have you noticed like a real, I guess, distancing between Xander and Willow this season? Like they don't seem to really have much to do with one another at all. And I don't yeah. know. I've, I've, I found that. And I know part of that is there's just, there's only so much plot to go around. So I don't know if it's intentional, but I kind of feel like it is like that, you know, there's yeah. a the distance between those two now. I, I think it is intentional. I think that there's a purpose for that and a reason for that, and it comes out towards the end of the season. Um, I think that they made a, you know, made them focus on their relationships per se instead of right. being the Scooby Gang that they were in the past. Right? You know, Xander is focused on this wedding and his relationship with Anya. Willow's focused on her magic and Tara, and so I think that was done purposely for what happens at the end of the season. That's an interesting point. It's be something to good to hang on to there as, as we're into this. But yeah, that I you know, I've already kind of talked everything I wanted to about the double meat mystery and such and how that plays out. I think the side <laughs> things are, are more important than yes. than that. But I guess it's good to know that the double meat palace is a place Buffy can indeed work. What did you make of the end of it there where she's essentially begging for her job? <laughs> you know, I don't want to be fired what? today. It, well, she's not really even begging. Um, she knows a secret, and that kind of alarms the new manager yeah. that's there. And uh, she kind of is like, well, what do you want? you know?" And so then Buffy's like, well, 
I need money. And I like the reaction. You want money? She's like, well, I, I mean, I just want my job, right? right so she's not yeah. really begging for it back. She exchanges the fact that she won't uh, disclose the secret that all the meat is actually vegetarian. Yeah. In exchange for having a job. So, but, yeah, so, I, I thought it was the, interesting. Yeah, that the meat is actually not even meat. So that's the <laughs> that's the kick. So It's a process. Yes, indeed. So. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I thought it was kind of quirky, but we needed to get Buffy back into working, right? So uh, this is just the first time where she's ever well, done a job type thing where she gets to keep it. So well, it we it creates it creates a MacGuffin because now you can say, "Whoa, I had a long day from uh, working at the double meet and then slaying," and then you can get into whatever else you want to do the rest of the day. Because so, now we can just accept that yes, Buffy will do this crappy job because it pays enough to get by. Which brings me to my last question: Is how <laughs> good does fast food pay in California? I mean, dang, I don't well, know about you, but that's not exactly you know you ain't paying the rent on that. I tell you what, back in those days, not very well. But in these days, <laughs> you can make thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour doing fast food. So yeah, yeah that yeah, it, it is a different time, I suppose. But uh, I, I've you know, ranch houses, uh, the style of choices, the the mortgage on those ain't cheap. So well, and they... I would hope I would. Well, I suppose we we gotta think about this. They moved to California what only six years ago, say right. right? So there's no chance that the house is paid off. No. <laughs> so yeah, good point. I don't know, but she doesn't really. Does she have a whole lot else to spend money on? She's got to slay all the time. So it's not like she's out partying and has any hobbies. <laughs> I don't know. If she hangs out of the bronze still, I, unless they are, are having. I tell you, right, I think so. the bronze is a free drink place. I swear to God, <laughs> the, way, the way it's been going for sure. <laughs> My lord, and the fact that it's no longer a high school hangout and adults hang. Well, the hangout, high school kids have moved mind. on. When your school burns <laughs> down and you have to change locations, you, you find new hangouts. I guess the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't think she could have made a living off that, but it must be enough for her to get by. And who's to say that uh, other people aren't chipping in a little here and there, Xander and, yeah. and Anya, you know, because she does run the magic shop. And I, I think it would be spend that I money think it somewhere. Would, I think it would be Xander chipping in. Anya seems to be a tad chintzy. <laughs> well, that's just yes, an observation. Yes. So um, I'm thinking you know, maybe she drops a, a casserole by every Thursday or something. <laughs> but that that may be Anya's contribution. Who knows? It could be. It could be. Uh, and then uh, one last thing, Jay. The the part that irked me most about this episode was the uh, Spike situation. Him coming in and. And uh, basically, uh, he and Buffy going out for a little tryst in the back. I mean, seriously, people, do you have sex in the back of your workplace where anyone could come out and have it? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but everywhere that I've worked, more than one person takes a break at the same time. And they usually congregate in the same break area, which appears that this is the break area. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, huh. I was not uh, I was trying to forget that that happened, and now you brought it back. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, you know I, they're gonna they're gonna force this down my throat like a double meat number four. So um, <laughs> why not? You know, it disgusts me that this is even happening. So yes, it should happen happen in disgusting places. Sure, I'm, I'm there. You go. All right, I'll agree with you on that. I just was like, really, we're gonna do this now. This is retarded. But that's about all I have to say about this episode. I mean, I, it is what it is. There's some enjoyable stuff here. There's some important stuff here. But overall, you know, it's not the greatest episode. So, Jay, what is your dustings rating for Season 6, Episode 12, The Double Meat Palace? 
I'm going to give it a two because, uh, again, on the, the strength of the fact that it's not as awful as I remembered it. Um, and, <laughs> and the side stuff, again, intrigues me. I think, you know, I've said that I've had that comment many times here that the side thing is what I'm interested in. That seems to carry me through. But so much of the rest of this, I'm just, ugh, I'm just getting real blah with you know i feel like i'm eating a double meat sandwich it's it's supposed to look good it kind of looks like what i like but it's not grand and and i you know buffy says something in here it's like i just want to be buffy or whatever and i'm like i want you to just be buffy too damn it how about get around to it at some point you know (laughs) i mean that's sort of my my thought right now 12 episodes into the season i'm like yeah please we've got 10 more chances to get it right let's let's try so i'll give it a two um out of charity but uh, nothing more and I'm going to give it a two as well. Um, like I said, there, the side stories are really good on this one, uh, getting us progressing through some of these characters as, as we go along. Also putting that shadow of doubt, you know, in Anya's brain, uh, that we're going to see play out a little more. We've seen it with Xander. Now Anya gets a little shadow from Halfrey, Halfred. Um, so that was an interesting piece as well. And then as far as the double meat stuff, it was it retarded. Yes, but I was kind of intrigued by it throughout and I was, going along with the story trying to figure out again what the double meat secret ingredient was because i've forgotten and so yeah i thought that was okay so two dustings is not great but it's not the worst episode ever either all right well thank you for joining us for this latest episode of the art of slaying you can find more episodes in the archive section of our website theartofslaying.com as well as links to our twitter feed and facebook page drop us a line leave us a review on itunes we appreciate your support until next time for brian i'm jay thanks for listening to the art of slaying Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the copyright of Fox Television Studios and any discussion of the characters, episodes, or music is strictly for entertainment purposes only.